1: Welcome back to Throwing Hands. It's Jacob, and ha- and there's Daniel. Daniel, how are you doing?
0: Doing great, man. Ready for this fight card Saturday. I'm ready to talk about it. I am. I, I'm fired up for this. Uh, this is this is about as excited as I've been all year for this.
1: Yeah, same. But we're gonna hop right into the uh, first fight of the main card: Hakeem Dawadu versus Uh Tugahov. What are your thoughts on Uh Tugahov?
0: Uh, Tugahov is really mostly known uh, for being part of uh, Khabib Nurmagomedov's crew, that was part of that uh, that scrap after his fight with Conor McGregor at UFC 329, he got a one-year suspension uh, from the NSAC for that, as well as a twenty-five thousand-dollar fine. It ended up being reduced to thirty-five days, so he's been able to fight for a little while. He fought back in February, uh, knocked out Kevin Aguilar. Uh, he's of the of the uh, the Russian, the Chechen guys uh, that really come uh, with uh, with that crew. Uh, with K- Habib Nurmagomedov, he's really more of a striker than a lot of those guys. He's got seven knockouts, 11 wins by decision, just one submission. Uh, his his background is in hand-to-hand combat and combat sambo. Uh, he trains with American Kickboxing Academy, so uh, he's a, a very talented striker. Very, I'm not going to say he's a, a particularly crisp fighter, uh, but he's got outstanding strikes. Uh, he's got, like I said, he's got knockout power. Seven of his 19 wins have come by KO. But he's a guy that probably in most cases is going to be looking to take the fight to the, uh, to the full three rounds, as that's where 11 of his wins have come.
1: Yeah, I definitely have to agree with you there. And he does like to use his wrestling and sambo just to put you on the ground and grind you out like that. So we could very well see that against uh, a guy in Hakeem Duwadu, who's a Muay Thai guy. He's on a four-fight win streak. He's, been, he's gone on a tear ever since he lost his UFC debut. He likes his tie clinch. Creative, powerful, and unpredictable. I think that's the best way to describe uh, Hakeem Duwadu. What are your thoughts?
0: I would agree. This is kind of the fight for Hakeem Dewadu, where we're going to see if he can really take that next step. He's 29, so he's just hitting his prime. Like you said, four straight relatively impressive wins, a couple split decisions in there, but a performance of the night with a knockout against Yoshinori Hori at one point. So like you said, Muay Thai does well in the Thai clinch, really likes to kind of dirty things up in that kind of situation. So I think is a really interesting striker, and I think this is going to be a really interesting matchup because these are two guys that are very strong strikers, but they set it up in very different ways.
1: Yeah, very true. All right, so on to the keys uh, for Duadu. I think he has to maintain center control because I think uh, Tukhugav, Tukhugav could would just take him to the ground if he gets uh, put up along the fence. And he's got to stay unpredictable and uses uh, five and a 5.5-inch reach advantage just to keep uh, Tukhugov at bay. What are your thoughts?
0: I would agree. Uh, I think the, the more of a kickboxing fight that this can be turned into, the more of an advantage Duwadu is going to have. Uh, like you said, keep him at bay. Don't let him use that Sambo background to set up uh, what he's going to try to do with his strikes. So uh, I would agree with that. Uh, Dewadu needs to let Tuganov uh, come to him instead of really flying out and trying to end this early, I think.
1: Yeah. And what are your keys for Tuganov?
0: I think he's going to want to close the distance on this. I think he's going to want to keep it in close, maybe back this up against the fence, kind of grind it out that way, and try to just you know take control of the fight and slow things down. Uh, he's not going to want to you know get out over his skis because, like I said, one of the keys for DeWadu is going to be letting uh, Tuganov make the mistakes. But I think for, for Tuganov to win this fight, he's going to have to grind it out, slow it down, probably make this a little bit more of a boring fight than people would hope for out of a main card opener but I think that's probably the best way for him to try to get a win
1: yeah I, I can't add anything more to that so predictions give me Duwadu by decision I think his reach will just carry him in this one what do you have to say I'll go the same all righty so to the next uh matchup of the night Ketlin Vieira uh Vereira would rather versus uh Sajara Eubanks, we talked about Sarge a little bit. Very strong woman. She likes to wrestle a lot. What are your thoughts on uh, Sarge?
0: Yeah, like you said, very strong wrestler. uh, Very just strong person in general. Uh, Outstanding uh, Brazilian jiu-jitsu background. uh, Multi-time medalist at the World Jiu-Jitsu Championships. And that's really where she's, she's made her money in the past. She's got two wins by knockout, four by decision in just 10 pro fights. But it's been her ability to get people to the ground and just grind them out, use her superior strength to just, like I said, put people out of commission and just destroy their conditioning as the fight goes on. So that's, that's really what she brings to the table. She's a phenomenal athlete. She's 35 years old and fights like she's in her 20s and she she brings a level of experience not necessarily level of experience but a level of cerebral fighting you don't typically see out of someone with just 10 pro fights
1: yeah i'm not even going to add anything to that but i'm going to talk about Ketlin vera she's she's good 10 and 1 she's young uh brazilian jiu-jitsu and judo black belts very uh very uh refined grappling background and she's a brazilian national wrestling champion so I think they're very similar fighters, but I just think Vera's better. What do you think?
0: I would agree. Ketlin Vieira is an outstanding ground fighter. She's one of the most well-rounded ground fighters, I think, in the UFC overall. Uh, This was originally supposed to be a fight against Marion Reneau, so it was going to be a little bit more of a closer fight in the rankings. But still, Eubanks cracked that top 15 after her her last win against Julia Avila. So I think Ketlin Vieira is going to be in a good place in this fight because it is two ground-based fighters and she's going to have the clear advantage on that
1: in terms of her background. Definitely. So, uh, to keys, uh, let's start with you banks. I think for you banks is that she's, if she wants, if she, if it goes to the ground, she, it's pivotal for her to get top control. I think, uh, if Vieira gets any sort of top control, I think she'll end this one quickly. What are your keys for you banks? You took the words right out of my mouth. And for Viera just, uh, work work well on the back and try to get top control. I don't I don't think it's there's much more to it. What do you have?
0: I think it's going to be all about work rate for uh, for Vieira in this fight. Uh, keep the pace higher. Don't let Eubanks just turn this into a slog for three rounds. Keep the fight going. Keep transitioning when it does go to the ground because this fight is going to go to the ground. But I think the key uh, for for Vieira is going to be to keep the fight moving. Make Eubanks roll with her. Don't necessarily just Know, settle on one thing and try to grind this fight out. I think she needs to stay active, whether she's on the bottom or top. Yeah. So, predictions
1: give me a Vera by submission. I'm going the same. We're two for two. Ooh, I like this. All right. To uh, a flyweight matchup uh, Kai Carr France versus Brandon Roy Val. Two very uh, talented young guys coming uh, into this matchup. What are your thoughts on Roy Val?
0: Uh, Brandon Royval, a very spectacular start to his UFC career. An LFA stalwart, fought there for, for several years and then makes his UFC debut back in May and has a second-round arm triangle win against Tim Elliott. So uh, that's a huge debut for him. He's a guy that people have a lot of interest in. He's 28 years old making his UFC debut, and he's actually older than Kai of France, uh, who's fought 29 times as a pro already. But uh, Roy Val, 11 wins, seven submissions, three knockouts, and then just one decision. This is a guy that likes to finish fights. This is a guy that knows how to finish fights. And this is a guy that is really exciting to watch. He's coming off three straight submission wins, two arm bars, and then that arm triangle choke, like I said, against Tim Elliott. So Roy Val is a guy who finishes people on the ground and is able to set it up with some pretty decent striking as well.
1: I think you just put it perfectly, and he's just a very active grappler. He doesn't really stop. If he's on his back, he's going to try and grapple you with him. Very, very talented jiu-jitsu uh, player. But when we talk about Kaikara France, this guy's boxing might be the most refined in this division. and he's just He has very quick hands. He, has, he does have a Brazilian jiu-jitsu blue belt, so he can't get it down on the ground a little bit. He does have uh, three subs to his name. Uh, he's very patient and powerful and his gas tank is uh, unlimited, it seems like. He just keeps going. What are your thoughts on Kaikar, France?
0: That's the thing that impresses me most about him is this guy just doesn't stop. Like you said, outstanding boxing, uh, very refined, and he combines that with a motor that just keeps going and going and going. He's got one of the best gas tanks in the entire uh, UFC, and that's what I feel like has won him fights is just the fact that he's able to outlast his opponents and still just keep landing those shots. and Uh, it's it's a really impressive way that we've seen him kind of rise up he's 27 years old and like I said he's fought 29 times as a pro already so this is a guy with a ton of experience at a young age who's not quite to his prime necessarily uh, that is really impressive when it comes to his striking
1: definitely all right on keys for the match I think for uh uh Ooh, shoot, I forgot to put keys for this one, dang, but I think for uh, Roy Val, I think his best chance would be to get him up, get Kai Car France on the ground, set up some takedowns with some striking. I think it's pretty pretty simple for Roy Val. What do you have to say?
0: I would agree. This is an interesting matchup because you look at the measurables on these guys. Kai Car France is five foot four. Brandon Roy Val's five foot nine, but Car France actually has a one inch reach advantage and only a one and a half disadvantage on the legs so uh, you would think that Brandon Royval would be able to much easily, easier get in and shoot in for takedowns and, and have those opportunities, but maybe not necessarily. I think uh, the more of a fight in a phone booth that this turns into, uh, the better a chance Kai or France is going to have if they can just stay in tight and really turn this into a boxing match. He's going to need to use his takedown defense. He's not really been tried a ton on takedowns. He's got 90% takedown defense, whereas Brandon Royval landed every takedown he attempted against uh, Tim Elliott in his debut. So I am really excited for that clash of styles because, like I said, Power France hasn't been tested a ton when it comes to uh, takedowns but his, his record in that realm is elite. I think whoever, whoever makes this fight into what they're better at, whether it be Brandon Royval landing a takedown and trying to finish Kaikara France there, or Kaikara France keeping it on the feet and turning this into a boxing match, that's, that's going to be where this fight is decided. It's pretty cut and dry there for me.
1: Yeah, I'm not going to add anything. All right, predictions. I think Kaikara France is going to get this one by knockout. I think he does have solid takedown defense enough but don't count Roy Val out. So give me Kaikar France with a knockout. What do you upset?
0: I'm going with a Roy Val sub. I think Ooh. this is the guy that we're going to see through the end of 2020 and beginning of
1: 2021 really rise up in this division. For sure. For sure. All right. To the first championship bout of the night, uh, Dominic Reyes versus Jan Blachowicz. These two guys, they they possess some power, but I think Jan Blachowicz is uh, – a. Uh, presenting his background, is pretty uh, notable in this one. What do you have to say about Jan blahovic
0: Yeah, Blahovic is uh, one of my favorite guys to watch, honestly, in this division. He's very well-rounded, as you said. Seven KOs, nine submissions, and then he tacks on ten uh, decision wins to that. Coming off a win against Corey Anderson, uh, early knockout in that one, performance of the night bonus. This is a guy that is very exciting to watch. He's a four-time performance of the night winner, one-time fight of the night winner. So this is a guy that, that knows how to win and knows how to do it spectacularly. And other than a loss to Tiago Santos early in 2019, this guy has, since he's come to the UFC has fought successfully and he's fought often. Uh, he had a little bit of trouble early in his career. He ended up losing four of five at one point from 2015 to 2017 early in his time in the UFC. But since then, since 2017, he is 7-1, and one, and that includes wins over Jared Cannoneer, Jimmy Manua, Luke Rockhold, Ronaldo Souza, and Corey Anderson. So Jan Bohovic is a guy that hasn't gotten that title opportunity yet, but he was next on the block, even if this title wasn't vacated. He is a dominant performer who can get it done in pretty much any way you
1: want to name. I think you summed it up perfectly. And the thing about this guy, uh, Blahovich is he's getting better with age. He just seems more refined as his career goes on. And he's just punching harder. It's crazy to see, especially at 37. But we're going to head over to Dominic Reyes. Uh, Lost to John Jones in the title fight back in February. But uh, former football player, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu Blue Belt. But he can't get it down the ground. He has two subs to his name. And if you get kicked, uh, it's going to hurt. He knocks you out with those kicks. What are your thoughts on Dominic Reyes? Yeah,
0: you summed it up really well. Just a very powerful striker, able to do it on the ground to an extent. It's not going to be where he tries to take the fight. Uh, but as you said, a very consistent striker, a very powerful striker. He's going to be looking for knockouts. Uh, he's only had three fights go to decision in his in uh, his 12 wins. So Dominic is looking for the finish, looking for the knockout. That's where you're going to find him, make his opportunities.
1: For sure. All right, so to Keys, I think for Blahovic, I think it, it would be in his best interest to get this fight on the ground. I think he has good kickboxing, but I think he does have a long – slightly he has slight advantages in both reach and leg reach, so it doesn't really matter there. But I think if Blachowicz gets this on the ground, I think this is, that's where he'll take the fight. What do you have to say?
0: I agree. That's where he's going to have the best opportunity to finish this fight. I think if this goes a full five, uh, he's going to be able to stand with, with Reyes and strike. But if this fight gets finished and Jan Blachowicz is coming out with a win, it's going to be because he took it to the ground.
1: Definitely. And for Dominic Reyes, I think it's as simple as keep it on the feet. Uh, just keep him at bay with your kicks and just keep him uh, watching. What do you have to say?
0: Yeah, that's what I would say. Dominic Reyes needs to just, you know, control this fight when it's on the feet. He needs to keep with backing up so he doesn't have the opportunity to shoot in for a takedown. I think uh, if... Octagon control is going to be big for Dominic Reyes in this one. I think if he can maintain the center of the octagon, keep Blahovitz moving backwards towards the cage, keep driving towards him with his striking, that's going to be huge.
1: Definitely. All right, predictions. What do you got? I'm
0: going Jan Blahovitz, I think by decision. I think he's going to be able to handle Dominic Reyes. I think he's honestly, despite obviously Dominic Reyes fighting so well with John Jones. We're looking at. I think he's been tested more than than Dominic Reyes has. Obviously, John Jones. That's that's a whole other level. But when it comes to these guys' track records, I think uh, Blahovitz has been challenged considerably more in his career uh, than we've seen uh, Dominic Reyes. So I think Blahovitz is able to take that experience, bring it into this title fight, and he walks
1: away the light heavyweight champion. Give me Jan Blachowicz by knockout. I think Dominic is just going to be too wary of takedowns, and Blachowicz is going to, just going to catch him, and he'll just knock him out with one punch. That's why I'm feeling. All right, to the main event of the evening. You and I have been looking forward to this for quite a while. Israel Adesanya versus uh, Paulo Costa. Two beasts here. What are your thoughts on Paulo Costa?
0: I mean, Paulo Costa is—he's an animal. He's—he's he's like an undeniable force. Is the way I would describe this man. 13 professional fights, 13 wins, 11 knockouts. And he's only been in the UFC since 2017. He's only fought five times in the UFC. But, I mean, he's just – he's so dominant. His last two wins have come against Yoel Romero and Uriah Hall. He's got two – excuse me, two performance of the nights, a fight of the night, and just five fights in the UFC. Uh, he's one of the most powerful strikers – regardless of weight class in the UFC, and I would say in the world. Uh, He's a black belt in Brazilian jiu-jitsu. That's not where he's going to look to go, but uh, he can handle himself there as well. Uh, Every win in the UFC except that fight against Yoel Romero has come by knockout. This is a guy that at 29 years old is entering his prime and is as dominant as any non-champion on the planet right now.
1: I'm not – there's not too much to add there, except uh, he is a Brazilian just to uh, black belt. He can get down on the ground a little bit. But like you said, he's, he's a freak. He's, I mean, not Yo Romero Costa uh, fights the closest we'll ever get to like a real uh, street fighter fight. Yeah. So these two, go- Paula Costa's the man, I think. But let's talk about Israel Odisonia. Um, he's the most refined and creative striker in the UFC right now. And I don't think that's even uh, an opinion, that's a fact. Uh, Brazilian use a blue belt, but he doesn't really use it too much. He's just he, he like he says, he aims and fires. He doesn't throw in hope. And that I think that's the best way to describe Adesanya. What do you think?
0: Watching Israel Adesanya is like it's like watching like a, a military level sniper. It's like watching someone that is so refined and so skilled and so fine at what they do that it, it pays so much attention to the details. It's 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 another level what this guy brings to the octagon Uh, he's got power despite really a slight frame Uh, he he's got uh, ridiculous reach he's got uh, an insane ability to just land strikes that look like they've come out of nowhere Uh, he's I, I feel like I'm ranting and raving about both of these guys but these are two of my favorite fighters in the world and watching Adesanya it's. I talk about how beautiful it is to watch Kamara Usman and the way that he wrestles and the way that he fights. Adesanya is the same way for me in his striking, where he's so creative and he does it in so many different ways that it's, it's beautiful to watch. It's like watching – it's the closest thing to art that you're going to find in fighting.
1: Yeah, I have to agree with you there. And so for Paula Costa, uh, let's go to the keys. We're talking about keys now. Paula Costa, I think it's pretty simple – close the distance, uh, and just use constant pressure. I think that'll throw Israel Adesanya off a lot, lot. I mean, Kevin Gaston, whenever he brought the pressure in that fight, he, he had Israel Adesanya uh, backing up. So I think if Paul Costa keeps up the pressure a little bit and backs Adesanya up, he has a good chance of winning this fight. What do you have to say?
0: I think so as well. That's going to be the key. Uh, don't allow Adesanya to move forward towards him because, yes, Adesanya has proven, uh, despite guys coming at him with momentum, he can strike. But it's not going to give him the opportunity to probably knock Paulo Costa out. I think, uh, like I said, Costa is so powerful and so athletic moving forward. If he can keep Adesanya moving back towards the cage, control the center of the octagon, he's going to have a really good chance to win this fight. And I think a really good chance to finish this fight.
1: Yeah. And I I think another thing is, you know, if Paulo Costa gets rocked, he does have a good Brazilian Jiu Jitsu background. Mm -hmm. So I wouldn't be surprised if he tries to take it to the ground a little bit here and there. But keys for Israel. Uh, use distance use reach aim and fire I mean that's slow the pace down I think too Um, I think it's really that simple for Israel Adesanya what do you think
0: I think Adesanya uh, it's it's obviously not a major key but it's something to watch for he needs to get out of the first two minutes of this fight without taking a huge blow because if Paulo Costa stings him early and injures him early this is going to be a big problem for Adesanya I think like you said he's going to need to keep Costa at bay I think honestly if he can attack Costa's legs a good bit early on that'll be huge for him because it'll take away that power that Paulo Costa is going to try to come at him with and it'll take away some of his mobility as well so uh, I think Adesanya like you said slow this fight down stretch it out over five rounds we've seen Paulo Costa go five before but I don't think he can keep up with Adesanya in terms of conditioning in that way so the slower this fight goes and really. I think this fight's going to be defined by the first two minutes because if Costa can charge in, and even if he doesn't knock out Adesanya early, if he can sting him a couple times and get him moving backwards, I think Costa dominates this fight. I think if Adesanya can set the pace early and make this, uh, you know, not necessarily a five-round fight, but keep this going beyond, I would say, the third round, I think if Adesanya can take this to the championship rounds, that's where this fight's going to be
1: won. I'm not going to add anything to that. I think you summed up Perfectly. All right. Predictions. Who's loses their zero? It,
0: it pains me to say this. It really does. But I said it earlier. Paulo Costa is undeniable. And I'm going to – take. this is a takeoff of this man's nickname. Israel Adesanya is going to be erased on Saturday. And Paulo Costa is going to walk out of there in just his 14th professional fight as the UFC middleweight champion of the world by knockout.
1: I think so, too. And I think another thing to consider is Israel Adesanya has fought in over 100 professional fights. Not just, not just MMA fights. We're talking his kickboxing and his boxing career. And he, like, he calls John Jones an old man. Dude, you're two years younger than John Jones. You've taken a lot of damage in that time. So I think if Paul Costa honestly hits him with one good shot, it could be over, over and out for Israel Adesanya. What do you think?
0: I think that's certainly possible. Like I said, the first two minutes are going to define this fight for me, and I think Paulo Costa is so athletic, so powerful, and so aggressive moving forward that I'm not going to go out on a limb and say it's going to be a first round knockout. But I think Costa is going to take control of this fight within the first two minutes, and that's where we're going to see this one decided.
1: Yep, I think uh, that's the best way to sum it up. Give me Costa by KO. All right, Daniel, on to some news. Uh, Mike Perry and uh Robbie Lawler are going to fight at 254 yeah. if I'm not mistaken. Yes. That's really interesting. <laughs> yeah. Uh let's hope Mike Perry's okay. <laughs> yeah, really
0: I for that for his sake I hope he does. Yeah. He does. So, that's 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 an interesting 255,
1: 255. 255.
0: Okay. Do you have any other news? Um another fight uh that's scheduled well not necessarily scheduled December 5th, the UFC is targeting Cody Stamen versus Marab Davashvili. So that would be a, a very interesting fight for me because uh, Davashvili is obviously an up-and-comer. Stamen's coming off, off a loss to Jimmy Rivera back in July. Uh, this, is, this would be a really big test, a big step forward for Davashvili in the 135-pound division. But I think it would be one that would be a, a really fun watch.
1: Yeah, definitely. I mean, Duvallis really is becoming one of my favorite fighters. You know, the combination of judo and striking, I, I enjoy him a lot. So I'm excited to see, catch up on that fight. Uh, what else do you got? Uh,
0: one more. It looks like we might finally get Tiago Santos and Glover Teixeira. Uh, they're looking at that for November 7th, trying to reschedule that for the third time uh so uh, with those guys both have tested positive for COVID 19 to before the first fight and then santos before the second fight Uh, so with how important that fight is going to be to the contendership after (laughs) Kovitz and dominic reyes go at it on saturday that fight needs to happen very soon and i'm very encouraged to see the ufc trying to get it on the schedule uh, within you know the next two months
1: definitely um that's all i have what do you got anything else me all right well saturday's gonna be a lot of fun i can't wait all right well that'll do it for us here at thrown hands you can catch us on uh twitter at thrown hands podcast yeah thrown hands podcast you can also find us on literally any podcast platform we just got put on amazon podcast fun fact so if you like your podcast on amazon check us out there daniel i want to thank you for uh, coming back on again yes sir all right well we'll see you guys uh next time uh for a Myron Malachi, uh interview. So keep keep watch for that.